Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Come on in, take your shoes off, and sit down here in the living room, sitting by the fire here today, as our very good friend, the booker for AAA. It is Conan. Conan, welcome back to House of Wrestling. Yo, what's up? Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, and for those of you that hear the beep, beep, beeps in the background, uh, per usual for when Conan and I get to connect, you're in dialysis here today. Uh, just to call it out for everybody, how, how are you feeling, Conan? How are you, how are you doing these days? Yeah, I'm feeling great, but dialysis is not something you want to be on forever because two things. Number one, it's your kidneys is only at 10% functionality. That's number one. And number two, dialysis isn't like, oh, you can be on dialysis forever and live off of... No, you'll eventually die. So basically, I have to find a donor, and I have one right now. They just have to... They, they, there's this BMI index. They have to lose six pounds, six more pounds, and then they can donate their kidney, and we still got to make sure they're compatible. So, you know, I always try to think positively because thinking negatively doesn't help anything. I, I don't, you hadn't told me that. I don't know if you'd said that out loud yet, but that's awesome. Congratulations, Conan. I'm so happy to hear you found a donor. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope all the tests and everything go great, man. That's, that's just great news. Um, all right. Well, Conan, obviously. Uh, I, I broke some AAA news last week uh, after hearing from some people that were at the show. Um, I got the impression that there was like, you know, a little bit of, I hate to say drama, but miscommunication going on around in the main event. And I didn't really think that what I reported, I kind of thought it was cool that Roosh got his buddies on the card. Then, as I guess, as I was poking around and hearing what others uh, thought about their involvement, didn't seem like necessarily the idea was always to have Jose and Vance on the card in the capacity they were, and that was a kind of a last-second decision. Obviously, I'm sure you've seen what Roosh and Jose have said about it. I mean, just from your perspective, do you think that I, you know, like deserved the blowback I got from these guys in regard to, you well, know, what I, I have a question. Report? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, I have a question. If you know me and you have a direct line to me like we're doing right now, why didn't you call me before and ask? Well, I felt pretty good about everything, Conan. And obviously, in All the right. in the in the waning uh, time since we've been in touch here and have negotiated this talk here on the show. So, but again, regardless, like, do you think that the report was worthy of of the blowback I got from Rush and Jose there? No, but you've got to remember, bro. And here's the problem. And I I don't know how many times it's happened to you, but it's happened to me a lot. Nobody wants to be shown in a negative light. Everybody wants this facade that everybody's nice and nobody does any, you know, everybody, everybody wants to sugarcoat everything. Nobody wants to be offended. Nobody wants to be put out there. Bro, I've done many things that I'm not proud of, but I've never lied about it. You right. know, it's like we all fuck up. You know, I'm like, you can't. Can you use bad words? Yeah, I'm you can say sure whatever the fuck before. you want. Yeah, that's fine. You can say whatever the fuck you want. That's all right. Fine. I like yeah. that. All right. So, um, yeah, so everybody, you know, when you, when, you know, like I've, I don't even know if I've said it on this show, but I'll give you an example. There have been times when I've put Tony Khan over because I like Tony Khan as a person. Okay. Um, as a, as a booker and professionally, he's sometimes a little hard to work with, but then again, even AAA is hard to work with. Everybody has some some modicum of dysfunctionality. It doesn't matter if it's WWE, Impact, MLW. I've worked for all of them. 
you know, AAA. There's no place that's perfect. There's no place that does everything well. But the fans here are so vicious and so savage. And let me give you a, a just a, something that maybe you didn't know. When I was doing Lucha Underground, have you ever heard of a guy called Eric Van Wagenen? Eric Van Wagenen? No, I, that name doesn't strike me. Okay, so okay, so he was the executive producer. He was also on Survivor and Celebrity Apprentice when Trump was there. All right. Okay. So you can imagine those are huge, massive shows with millions and millions of followers, way more than wrestling. Okay. Right. This is what he told me once. It's literally, it kind of blew my mind, but I was like, sounds about right. Cause it, it seems like a lot of ref wrestling fans don't have no life. So he told me this was a show, Nick, mind you, that was getting 50 to 70,000, 75,000 viewers per show. Okay. Again, okay. shows that had a million, millions. He said he got more fan mail from the wrestling and Lucha Underground than he did from Survivor and Donald Trump combined. That's a mind-blowing thing to think about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, you know, they're very finicky. You know, they like to complain about everything. They like to, you know, if somebody does something wrong, there's a mob mentality. For a long time, to me, there was a concerted effort to get me heat with Tony Khan because I'll give you an example. If I would do a show review and I would say, well, I like this match and I like this match, but I think this wasn't a good idea. I didn't like this. What do you think they would put up there on, on these sites? The negative stuff, obviously, because it draws better, right? right people want right, people want people don't right. want to hear you say, I love this, this is great. People want to hear your, you know, critiques, your criticism. That's why people right. go to theater critics. Right. That's why people go to websites where there's but, film reviews, you know. Right. But here's but here's the worst part. There's a laziness of a lot of people, and I can understand they don't have time, they got other stuff to do, and they'll just sometimes read the clickbait, right? And that's all they need. Or they'll read the clickbait and the negative news without ever listening to the show, having no idea there's other stuff I'm putting over. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So at the end of the day, my point, my point somehow that I'm trying to make is you have no idea how many wrestlers call me and they're like, well, why did you say this about me? Well, why did you say this? You know, like I had a wrestler, don't want to give his name because he'll probably call and cry to me again, where he was bearing AAA. And I was like, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell the truth because you're making us look bad. Then he called me up and he goes, why do you say that? And I go, why did you say what you said when you know it's not true? He goes, oh, I'm just trying to get a little heat. I go, then I'm just trying to get a little heat. If you're going to come at us with misinformation and bullshit, me or my company, I'm going to clarify that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's the problem. You know, when I saw you had a little tit for tat, I think with Jose and maybe Roosh, Nobody likes to be put in a negative light, right? Nobody right. wants to, you know, the, the truth to get out there. I thought you were pretty spot on with what you were saying because I can tell you this for a fact. I didn't know what was going on, and I'm the booker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. Is like, you know, there, I, I think what there was some miscommunication here about is it sounds like Roosh was talking to Dorian maybe the day or so before and let these guys know, hey, they're going to be here with me, and that was fine, but when – when it came time to actually get the match put together, that's when I, I'm hearing Roosh wanted to have these guys put into the match, and that was not something fully communicated to everybody in and around that bout. And there have been people online that have been, you know, not saying great things about the main event, that it seemed a little kind of all over the place. And that's what I think is, 
right. think I accidentally triggered something here because, again, I wasn't like trying to talk trash about Roos or Jose or anything. I thought it was cool he got him on the card. But the bigger story here seems to be some people backstage at AAA did not really appreciate the way that these guys getting involved in the bout came, came about. And that's where I think these guys, like you say, are probably upset because this, it, it sounds like in the view of some people, they did not want this information to be getting out or portrayed the way that it was, if that makes sense. So, yeah, right. And so at the end of the day, like I said before, I get along with Rouge. Um, uh, I get along with Rouge. I don't get along with LA Park. And that's the reason I didn't book that match. Right. You know, so Dorian booked it, you know, and a lot of stuff wasn't communicated to the people that need to know it. Because when I saw Jose and the and Preston Vance, is that his name? Yeah, Preston, yeah, Preston Vance. Vance. Yeah. Um, get involved. I was like, I I was never told about this. You know, I didn't even know it. I don't know if Roosh did it himself, if Dorian told him he could do it, but had Dorian told me that that wasn't supposed to happen. And then if you notice on the, um, I think when Roosh clapped back at you, he says, because originally we were all told that Tony Khan wanted them to be involved. But then if you notice, Roosh right, put on there, they were there because I wanted them there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so what's going on here? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really I heard didn't this, know. I, I heard the same thing about this wanting to be a Tony Khan request. And I, to be fair, reached out to Tony to, to see if he did actually want these guys on the show. Because if you watched Collision on Saturday night, there was a great uh, package for Roosh and Los Ingobernables. And it seems as if that was right. probably filmed while they were in town for Triple Mania. Now, whether or not Tony said he wanted these guys on the show or whether or not that's something Roosh said to get them on the show, I don't really know. But that is something I had also heard as well, that Roosh had request or had said that there was interest on, from Tony Khan on having these guys on the show, helping them to get onto the card, you know? So, right, right. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know any of that was going to happen. I don't know who knew, who didn't know. But, um, you know, like I said, that's a... You would have you have no idea how many people have called me for stuff that I say on the podcast. Very sensitive. You don't know how many people I go to AEW and they don't even shake my hand because I've said something about them in the podcast. But I never I'm never personal. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm very factual. And bro, everybody does it. You, me, everybody. Everybody has an opinion on something. I didn't like that movie. This actor sucked. I didn't like this wrestling match. But oh no, we gotta go around. And here's a problem we have today. Uh, uh, Nick, and it's getting worse. This generation, especially, since nobody wants to offend nobody, since nobody wants to have heat with nobody, all we do is go around and bullshit each other, and we never have a serious discourse or an honest conversation about anything because we're too busy trying to make sure nobody gets offended. It's like, right. bro, how 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 can you go through life like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Well, and that's unfortunate. So it sounds like you said earlier you thought there was like a concerted effort to get you heat with Tony Khan. I'm guessing that that has not succeeded. Yeah, one thousand percent. Do you? Well, I did succeed because Tony was Tony was mad at me for a long time. You know, I think he's got. You know, at the end of the day, you can't control what everybody's gonna say. You can't live through rose. You know, obviously he doesn't like bad news coming out of AEW. Because you want everything to be hunky dory, but bro, you every this is real life. Shit happens, you know. You have yeah. divas, you have people that don't conduct themselves as professionals, and it's gonna come out sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? I live in the. I'm kind of like, okay, so 
we went over the Triple Mania show with this guy on our show that does a Lucha Libre segment called Larry Dallas, who's a commentator for Triple A in English, right? Right. And we went over the matches. And again, I told them the matches I did not like. And that's not going to hurt the product. You know, mm-hmm. I always I always have like the Dana White, Charles Barkley mentality. Just be honest with people and you'll always have credibility, you know. Yeah. And hey, not every match is going to be good, you know, and and not every show is going to be good. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't sugarcoat everything. Oh, yeah, every match is good. You know, every show is good because you're just bullshitting yourself and you're bullshitting the people that follow you. Well, and as soon as I saw the package on Saturday night on Collision, uh, all of a sudden, Jose and Rush's uh, response to me made a lot more sense because I'm sure that, as you know, Conan, anytime a wrestler has given any kind of actual push, that's when they're most on guard, right? They don't want it to get messed up. And I did not know they were launching this big Los Ingobernables storyline on Saturday night and that Rush is probably going to be getting more focused in AEW than he's ever gotten before. So I get it. Like, I, you know, I got thick skin. I'm I'm big boy in this business. If it's easier for you to blast me while there's other things going on i'll take the heat that's fine but like again i i didn't see anything wrong with my report and the andre or the the stuff with roosh and jose was like only a part of it was like maybe two sentences in the whole rest of the report where i also talked about how i'd heard good things about triple a's tv deal and how that was probably something that's going to come together in the next 18 months which i correct me if i'm wrong conan Seems like it's going to be a pretty good thing for yeah, AAA and, and maybe even you, you know? Yeah, one of our big problems, bro, you know, keeping it 100, keeping it 100, as we would say, is um is that the reason that WWE is so successful, besides they've been at it at 40 years and Vince was, is a genius, is that they have humongous TV rights money and that Saudi Arabia money. That allows you to acquire top talent, top production, you know, everything. Same thing with, with Tony. If he didn't have that AEW money, he'd be, he, he'd be using his own money. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And we don't have that. We're a third world country, number one. Number two, we, don't, we have shit TV right money. So it's very hard for us to have the, the type of um, resources that they have. That would make our show way better. You know, a lot of times I'll criticize the product and they're like, well, yeah, in AAA, you don't do this. Yeah, motherfucker, we ain't getting $75 million, you know, per show. And so what's going to help us a lot is when we finally get into the United States with the network or platform that we decide to get on, because as you know, streaming is starting to take over. Yep. Uh, th- uh, th- this is the least people have ever watched TV. Most people are watching their shit on, you know, uh, mobile. Um, but uh, you know, once we get some money, we can acquire top talent, not lose all our talent to AEW or WWE. We can keep our own talent that we cultivated and we can hit that underdeserved market, which is the Latino market. And I'm going to throw one. I'm going to throw a, a, a something when I spoke to Vince McMahon, like around two years ago, because he wanted to do this Latin thing. And I told him, I go, bro, with all due respect, um, I go, if you look at the census, Nick, and we're talking about. Do you know when the first census was held? Just as a little fact here. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 1908. Okay, way back in the 1700s when George <laughs> Washington was a president. Okay, yeah, I was way, so, wrong, way wrong. Right. So George Washington did the very first census. Now listen to what I'm gonna tell you. Since that time, 1770s, whatever, till 2023. 
Okay, it's a long time, over 200 years. This is the first time in the history of the United States census that the, the population 16 and under, the majority was non-white. It's called a browning of, the, uh, of, um, of our population, okay? So right. now you've got a lot of more interracial marriages and you've got the Latinos are the number one, you know, are the biggest minority right now, okay? 16 and under is non-white, okay? What does that tell you our society is going to look like in the future? It's going to be a lot more brown is what it says, right? Right. So like I told Vince, with all due respect, you can serve us now or you can serve us later, but you will be serving us. We're under, under um, what do you call this? Um, underserved. Underserved. Underserved, that's the word, exactly. That's underserved, okay? We're 17% of the population, Latinos are at this moment, and we only have 4% representation on TV. That's a fact, okay? So, like, at the end of the day, you look at all the changes that are happening. First time ever, Bad Bunny, first time ever in the history of the United States, an album fully in Spanish is number one, okay? He sells out everywhere he goes now there's a guy called peso pluma who's from mexico he does mexican regional music he just surpassed bad bunny you know nobody's taking advantage of the latinos and once we get in there because that's our culture that's our music that's our stilo you know we're gonna we're gonna get that up. bro you look at the ratings uh, i'm sure you have access to the ratings every i get them week, every day the number one okay the number one shows are usually soccer from Univision, okay? If you look at Global Combates, which is an MMA um, uh, product on Univision, right. you couldn't name me one star on that show, but they have very high ratings because Latinos want to see Latinos fighting, you know? Right. And so, you know, I have no doubts. I have no, I can say this as, and it's going to sound presumptuous, but it isn't. It's just confident. And I've been doing this for a long time to know what it's going to, I know when we get to the United States, we're going to make a lot of noise and we're going to be one of the top three players in the in the United States. Man, well, I, I will say I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing with Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis. Um, as just somebody who watched Sam uh, kind of grow over the past uh, four or five years here in the United States working with him at Warrior Wrestling, uh, I know how talented that guy is. And Psycho Clown is obviously next level down in Mexico. He's like Elvis right now when he walks into a room. Uh, are those is that is that a feud you're looking at making like a, a central focus for your expansion? Obviously, with Sam being bilingual, you know, I would think that he'd be somebody you could, you know, build no, around well, when it comes. He's to kind of by bi- he's kind okay. of bilingual. He's, he's working not, on it. He's, he's trying exactly his best. He's yeah, trying his yeah, best. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he. I like Sam. I love Sam. He's a great guy to work with. But he thinks his Spanish is better than it really is. But um, <laughs> the uh, the the. That feud is over, bro. Once you lose your hair or your mask to somebody, that feud is kind of over. We could revisit it. You know what I'm saying? But that probably sure. won't be a central focus. I think we're going to wow. probably put QT and Sam Adonis together as a team because I think that would click really good. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I saw you were defending putting the uh, the Latin title on him uh, at Triple Mania, but I mean... You know, the guy's getting great heat right now, so I don't I don't see the issue with it. Well, not just great heat. He had a great match, bro. He did stuff that I didn't even know he could do. Like, he went out there, and I think he wanted to show and prove 
the, his detractors, which he has many, but then who doesn't? And so, like, every day I get roasted in Mexico. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, we were number one trending topic in Mexico. I could give you all these figures, and I have them at my, at, at my disposal right now if you'd like to hear them. But our, our triple mania did great numbers, and we had a great house. And I don't worry about what fanboys say or people that don't go to the matches or, the, or now everybody's an expert. So somehow you know more than me. I was in the business. I've been here for 30 years as a promoter, as a star in Mexico, as a mid-carter in fucking uh, in in WCW with some really good factions like, you know, NWO. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think I don't know what I'm doing? You think I don't study the business? You think I don't love the business? There's a lot of stuff that people don't know that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm not going to explain it to everybody. My metrics are different and it isn't what fanboys think. Yeah. When we start, you know, you know what I'm saying? We I have different metrics and we're doing good right now, you know. Yeah. Um one name you talk about getting bigger stars as you're expanding that kind of became available this past week. Uh is Lacey Evans. Uh as I look what you're, you know, doing with Sam and possibly pairing up with QT. Man, it just kind of crept into my head. I could see her getting monster heat alongside Sam Adonis down there with waving the American flag. She wouldn't even need to change that much. I mean, is that even a name that's been on your radar is possibly bringing in? Not really, because I read this thing where she's got a cafe or some shit sure. and she for like for al alcoholics, I think, or something yeah, her like that. Father, her father struggled and she's going to make it a place for people to come and hold session, hold meetings. But it'll be a normal cafe as well. You can go get some donuts or whatever, you know. Right. You know, I don't know how time, how much time she wants to take off from that. Or maybe, you know, a, a lot of times when not all the time, but a lot of times when I talk to wrestlers, especially from WWE, you know, they're like, man, I need a while to decompress because, you know, WWE is like you're kind of walking on eggshells over there. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people need time to decompress. You know, I don't know her. You know, I think she would be great because her character, poor girl, they made her. She first she came out as a Southern Belle, then she was kind of like a Marine type thing. Then later she was kind of like a right wing type of you know. Uh, they made her go, they made her do so many things, and she is talented. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but you know we have not talked. Okay, just curious. I didn't think you guys had talked, but I wanted to just kind of put that into your ear because when I did think about her and in AAA, I could see her yeah. actually maybe clicking there better than she did in WWE for a variety of reasons. So anyway, right. um, well, yeah, we don't have a, we don't have as as much politics, and we don't have as many. You know, most Americans seem to get most, not all, but most Americans seem to get over when they come to Mexico. Because I know what you need to get over Mexico. So I just usually tell the talent, do this, this, and this. And the Americans are so much sophisticated in general than Mexicans. And they get it. You know, they, they're they heavy on their social media. Mexicans aren't really heavy on their social media. And when they are, they're usually fighting with somebody. Um, so, you know, Americans are way smarter wrestlers on how they use their social media in general. Sure. And just um, more sophisticated about stuff and more professional. A couple things I wanted to ask you about while I have you here, Conan. First of all, the biggest news this past week has obviously been the arrest of Cash Wheeler. Uh, I didn't know if you uh, could give us your reaction to the news and uh, if you'd heard anything, I guess, about how this could affect the, the business. Well, it seems like he's going to all in, right? It does appear that way, yes. So, 
So it, it isn't going to affect anything. I'm going to tell you what was weird to me. So I worked with FTR, okay? And I had some good conversations, especially with Dax. Cash is like really kind of quiet guy. Dax is more like the outspoken guy. So, but I, I had some really good conversations with them. Then they were here. I have to give them a lot of credit. They never called it in. They worked their fucking ass off. You know, they take a lot of pride in having good matches. And they were down here with Vicky Guerrero, who did an incredible job. So I'm going to put that to the side. I loved working with them. But I cannot for the life of me believe. So supposedly he was in the back seat. He wasn't driving, right? He was in the back seat and he brandished a firearm, right? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the exact police report. I don't remember if it was front or back seat, but I just know that he uh, the accusation is that he pointed a semi-automatic handgun at somebody and stared him down. Right. And like chased him. Right. So I don't know if this car cut him off or I don't know what was going on, but I can't believe, bro, that with the money you're making and with the profile that you have in AW, that you would lose it for a second. And we've all done it. We've all done shit that we definitely regret five seconds after we did it. But who knows if there were words, if the guy insulted him. You know, again, I always tell people I wasn't there. You weren't there. So Here, how do you know what really happened? Do you, right? do you want me to read? Do you want me to read and, you the? Do you want me to read you an excerpt from the police report yeah. real quick? Because I got to pull yeah, up right yes, here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is from the officer. He says, "Upon my arrival, I spoke to the victim, Daniel Matta, who provided me with a sworn, written, verbal statement that said the following: Matta stated he was driving west on I Interstate Four North of Exit Eighty Three. He noticed a Jeep Gladiator weaving in and out of traffic, honking its horn. So he moved over to the far right lane to let the Jeep pass." Mattis said the Jeep took the right shoulder, uh, took the right shoulder to drive around him on the passenger side of his vehicle. Mattis looked over and noticed a white male with a beard pointing a black semi-automatic handgun out the driver's window at him with a strong stare. So he's saying that uh, basically Cash was driving the car and brandishing the firearm at him uh, at the same time is the accusation. So, okay, so um, why would you do that, bro? That kind of sounds like road rage to me. But if you, you have the profile you do, you're making the money you're doing, you have the responsibility of being tagged, champs, you have a family, it could come out in the news and embarrass you. I mean, I felt bad for him when I saw him in, the, in, the, in that video when he was in court. Right. You know, you're, he's probably thinking, fuck, everybody's seeing this. What the fuck am I doing? I fucked up. But sometimes in those five seconds of where you let your emotion override your intelligence that's happened to all of us including myself so but still he's lucky he wasn't fired he's lucky he didn't the guy didn't pull over and he had a gun that could have gone way worse you know what i'm saying right. and i'll give you an example like i i always laugh because me and ray mysterio both our wives they always get really mad you know when they're on the road and they cut people off and tell them to go fuck themselves and we're like yo bro if somebody stops if Somebody stops, some crazy guy, some deranged guy, some guy that had a that had a you know fight with his wife, some guy that's under the influence, some guy, whatever. You never know what's gonna happen, and we're gonna have to get out of the car and fight these guys because you're going off on them. Like you just never know. There's so many crazy people. I was in Orlando. That's kind of funny because I know Orlando very well because I lived there for a long time when I was with um with Impact when they were in Orlando, right? Right. And this is kind of funny. I think it was Orlando, believe it or not. They sent this guy to pick me up 
from AEW. He's actually the guy that kind of drives Tony around. I forgot his name. So they sent him to pick me up and something happened because I was looking at my phone. Something happened where I think by mistake, the car I was in cut off another car. Okay. Well, this car followed us. They were right on our ass and they followed us all the way to the hotel. So we get out of the car and it's some like redneck type guy with, with his redneck girlfriend. They're like, fuck you, motherfucker. And I'm blah, 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 in front of all the boys. All the boys were outside waiting for like a van to take them to the show. So everybody was like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if this guy comes and clocks the, the fucking the, the driver for all the wrestlers are going to jump in or what's going to happen. Like, what if the guy had a gun in his trunk? You know what I'm saying? And the sure. other guy's kind of telling him to fuck off. The driver, fuck you, fuck. And I'm trying to tell the driver, bro, it ain't worth it. Fuck these guys. And they're like, well, fuck you too, dude, to me. You know, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm just trying to calm shit down. Well, your friend needs to learn how to fucking do And then the girl's going off too, you know, and it's, they made a real big scene. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, this could really escalate bad, you know. And I finally pulled the guy away. But you just don't know who you're dealing with anymore. You could have a guy with mental issues. You could have a guy that just got out of jail. You could have a guy who's a fugitive. You could have a, you just don't know who you're dealing with, you know? So I try to, so in that moment, you know, I'm thinking for cash, it could have gone really bad for you. I can't believe you, you know, somebody didn't, you know, your license plate is there. The guy obviously took it down. There's cameras on the highway. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that could have gone way worse. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it? I, you know, I've had some time to reflect on it. I, I think it's a real bad spot. I think that the case will proceed. We'll find out more, right? There'll probably be evidence or a trial, or it'll be completely dismissed. I've, I've heard people tell me that with the lack of evidence, this, may, this whole thing may just go away here pretty shortly. Um, but if it doesn't just mysteriously disappear, um, at this point, I'm expecting them to go through with all in and then probably take him off tv until this thing's figured out because i mean worst thing you want to do is find out you know that the situation wasn't in a good light for cash wheeler and that you've continued to promote him on your tv not knowing all the facts you know that's how i perceive it right. at least at the moment so well i wonder if there's because in california they have cameras on the highway i wonder if they have cameras in orlando and if they do and they and they can get evidence that this guy pulled the gun or it comes out on camera you know what i'm saying yeah, like, that's what I'm, I think. I that's, the, that's the other thing I think they're waiting to see play out. I I don't fault them for moving forward with Young Bucks FTR. We are a week out. There are so many people's jobs, livelihoods, so much on the line here. I think it is absolutely worthwhile to fulfill the match and go through with it. But on the other side of it, oh I would yeah, I would do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would 100%. I would I would continue with the match myself. Yeah, the show must go on. Yeah. All right. Last thing here. Uh, just this morning earlier here, um, there was a report, I believe, from Fightful uh, talking about Santana apparently being uh, cleared to return to action. Um, and then they noted that, there, that, that at this point there didn't seem to be any kind of movement on the relationship uh, between Santana and Ortiz. Uh, obviously, you've worked closely with both of them over the years with LAX. I didn't know if you could give us an update on where things stand between the two of them and uh, Santana getting back to action and wrestling here again pretty soon. Yeah, I definitely talked to both of them, you know, to try to make them, you know, mend fences. Uh, Ortiz was definitely down to talk. Santana's kind of like me when I was young. He's kind of a hothead, you know. 
And um, so, you know, he was really adamant that, you know, Ortiz didn't kind of stand by him when he felt he should have. And that's a, a lot of bad feelings. I'm like, bro, this, you know, Ortiz is cool. You know, he's not a bad guy. He's kind of a go with the flow type of guy where Santana is very like, you know, hey, they're not doing nothing with us. They need to do something with us. And Ortiz is, yeah, just chill, you know. And so I think that was kind of the crux of their problem. I do believe that um, they'll talk and there's a good chance they'll put them together. Um, but Santana is of the, of the mindset. And I agree with him 100%. You know, where a lot of people are in AEW, it's like, bro, even though you're paying me, my stock is never going to go up. You know, if you don't use me and you only have a small window of opportunity, as you know, you know. Right. And so, you know, I, I from what I from what Santana told me, I'm not getting too many of the details. His whole thing was, I'm going to talk with Tony and, you know, if they're not going to do anything with me, you know, then I, ha I have a decision to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But wow. we're talking about half, 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 half the roster feels that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's an interesting time for the company. Right. I mean, I think that in a lot of ways, Tony's waiting to see how this TV rights uh, deal shakes out if he's going to have a lot more money to do a lot more things with or less money to, than he thought to do more things with. Um, I'm not exactly sure why he's kept the roster as flush as it, as it has been as of late, especially with all the ROH talent on top of it as well. It's just so many wrestlers under contract right now for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it's almost like, you know how I, what I equate him to? I told you that story about, you know, the guys that, you know, collect cars because they have the money. Right. You know, I'm going to give you a better one. Bro, how many times have you seen on videos or people that you know, or maybe you're one of these guys, like sneakerheads that have like 200 pairs of sneakers, and they're like, do you ever wear these? And he goes, not really. It's like, well, if you have the money, then you buy them. You know what I'm saying? He's got the money, and he just collects talent. But then you have the problems. That happened to us in AAA before, you know, where you just start collecting all this talent. Now you got to do something with them because these people are like, hey, I'm here. Why aren't you doing anything with me? You know what I'm saying? So I've been in that position before. I haven't amassed the amount of talent he has because we don't have that type of money, but I've been in that situation and I'll never do it again. There you go. Uh, Conan, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me here today. Always enjoy catching up with you, helping you kill time as you get dialysis, my friend. And uh, once again, man, all right. congratulations on the donor news, dude. I had no idea before this conversation that that had happened. And I am just thrilled to hear that you've got like a light at the end of this tunnel here, man, where things seem to be like moving your way for once finally here in this situation, you know? Yeah. 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 What is what it is, you know, life's full of tragedies and ups and downs and you can't get too up and you can't get too down. You know what I'm saying? And um, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, well, you know, we're still humans and we have emotions and we react accordingly, but you know, I'm kind of at a place in my life where between being in the military and being on the streets and being in wrestling I've seen it and done it all. And what I have learned is that you can get mad, ain't going to change anything. You can get pissed. You can get um, sad. It's not going to change anything. You know what I'm saying? Life waits for nobody, you know, and time continues. And you just got to be positive about everything. And, and that's how I, I, I choose to live my life. I always try to look at half glass full because, bro, there are people in wheelchairs. There are people that are blind. There are people that are in jail. There are people that, you know, you know what I'm saying? In yep. way worse situations than me. People that are homeless, bro, that are sleeping in the streets. 
I'm none of the above. 